right, we're live. And um, hey, first, I just want to thank you, Chuck, for doing this. I, I know you're busy, and I appreciate your time. No, glad to be here, Line. I appreciate the invitation. Uh, so I've got Chuck Summers with MCM CPAs and Advisors. He's the Director of Practice Growth there. And, and I have worked with MCM for a while. Um, I know that we have worked together for a part of that time, and we had connected previously. So I was thinking through, like, I actually know that we originally connected in a previous stop of yours. Yeah. So um, several years before joining MCM as the Director of Practice Growth, I worked in business development with what was then Bingham Greenbaum Dahl, which is now Denton's Bingham Greenbaum, um, running their business development here locally in Louisville. And um, I think if I'm not mistaken, that was really when you had kind of moved over and really um, kind of launched um, Goodson. Um, yep. And, you know, we'd sat down when we talked. And at that point, it, it wasn't a wasn't the move for the firm at that point. But um, when I joined MCM and saw that there's the relationship and really trying to develop that out, I was excited to finally be able to work with you. And yeah, I mean, we've been now working, you've been working with my team for, you know, I've been with the firm for um, coming up on three and a half, four years, and you've been a, a strategic collaborative partner with us since I joined. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's been great. MCM is a huge, hugely, I mean, all of our, we obviously appreciate and value all of our customers, but MCM is a really important one. And and I know I started working with them early on and um, actually not to get too far off track, but I, I'm pretty sure I connected to BGD by sitting next to Jeff McKenzie on an airplane when I was going on a, a joint chamber trip with GLI and uh, the, the Lexington chamber down to Charlotte. And uh, I think he's well, the one who connected us. Um, you know, um, Jeff was always a, a good ambassador for the, for the firm. And I bet, you know, you had a, a, a rousing and a good conversation um, with him and, and connecting. I'm glad that I was uh, became aware of your capabilities and we started that relationship because it just made it easier yeah. you know, when came over to MCM and was glad that yeah. we could work together. So um, first of all, I just want to kind of review, you know, I, I, and I think it's good. We were getting ready to talk about this when we were kind of chatting before, but I thought I'd just save it for the actual recording. And that is the whole idea behind doing a, a podcast like this with our customers really um, it started out as I wanted to do customer testimonials. I mean, that really, I mean, and you're, you're, you know, you're in practice growth, but basically closely tied it's marketing. Uh, and, and, and so we were really working on that idea. Like how do we make sure to, to do something like that? And I personally dislike customer testimonials because sometimes I think they can feel inauthentic and just, you know, not real. And, and a big thing, you know, we've, we've gone through the process, like a lot of companies of, of, writing down our values. And a big one of those is relationships. And another one is authenticity. And so when I looked at it, I was like, well, I don't really want to do those. I'd really like to just have conversations with my customers um, because we want to continue. And I know you're, this is big for you. I mean, you, you invited me to lunch for this reason, and that is to continue to build deeper relationships with partners. And um, so I thought, well, let's have conversations with our partners, our customers to learn more about them uh, make sure that we really understand how they're using the things that we do and figure out where we've performed well and where we haven't. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to do that, let's just record them. And hopefully it's something that we can put out there and then really give some exposure to our customers to a lot of the other people that we're connected with. And so that's how I decided to start doing this. And initially, I think I started kind of like going down the road of almost like a business interview podcast of which there are tons, tons of options out there. And I wanted to make sure the reason there's been a gap between the last one I recorded and this one was I wanted, as I said to you before, I wanted to make sure I was more targeted, more focused on what this is about. And, you know, if this catches on on a big level, great. But the objective really 
is to continue to honor our value of relationship and authenticity and making sure that our customers um, are are then known by our customer base and anybody else that follows the things that we do. Well, I am honored to be the first guest in the the evolved <laughs> version of, of the podcast. And I'll tell yeah. you, you had mentioned practice growth. Um, you know, within the accounting world, practice growth is really, sometimes they bifurcate a bit. It really, you know, half of my team is the traditional marketing team. So we oversee the, the branding and the identity and the, um, the promotion and the events and the web and the, the social, all of that. And the other side is the, kind of strategic business development when we are um, trying to grow the different industry or service sub segments, really business groups within MCM. And we're, we're fortunate to be um, and have been since MCM really became what it is now um, in 2010 and going through about nine mergers um, or transactions since then. Um, but we're in the top 100. We just bumped from number 77 um, to number 72, um, continue to grow and strategically to do that. But um, it, because of those relationships you know, we have um, with you, I, I agree, relationships are everything. Um, we're glad and I'm, I'm excited to talk about um, the relationship we have here because anyone that's in a position like mine, that you're overseeing marketing, overseeing a brand um, in this market, and we're really covering, I'm sitting here in Louisville, Kentucky today, but you know we expand and we have you know, we're in Indianapolis and Cincinnati, which is probably two of our um, strongest growth markets in Lexington and Southern Indiana and, you know, beyond in different brands and different identities. And anyone knows, I mean, we get calls daily, weekly from vendors and professional promotional product vendors. Um, and so it, it's not that we're lack of people who are saying, hey, try yeah. us out, throw us a bone. Um, but as you said, the reality uh, I value the relationship that we have. And as we talk about this, uh, there's a reason why we keep throwing you business um, because w- we've worked with others and we see you. And I got I to tell you, if one of your values is a relationship, um, you live it because we we can feel it. Oh, that's awesome. No, I, anytime you get, and you know this in your job, anytime you get confirmation from a customer that what you're saying is not just words and something you're doing, that's that's awesome. Um, so let me roll back. So, you know, we want to kind of break this down and keep us on track. So the first thing I want to kind of just go back a little bit and learn about you, Chuck. Um, and so the first question is like, just tell me, tell us where, tell me where you grew up, um, you know, and where you went to school about your family. Just give us a little bit of that. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, Chuck Summers, I'm born and raised actually in a small farming town in northern Utah. I'm almost up into the under the Idaho border. Great um, family environment. I'm the youngest of five. Um, grew up, my father, his side of the family grew up in, in, in the West and kind of the country lifestyle. My, my mother came from um, a little bit more of a country club, Eastern business world, um, both educators. My father taught high school for 35 years. My mother was a professor and a collegiate coach, um, but married later in, in, in life. And um, when we, we started the family, Really focused on the on the family, um, very much very engaged, you know, Eagle Scout, um, four sport athlete. You know, growing up, loved it. Um, of the five, I'm the only one that flew. Doesn't the surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, of five kids, I'm the only one that, that flew the coop. And so, um, my mother had attended Hanover College um, along the Ohio River up in here, Indiana, back in the '60s. And when it came to that time, I um, I definitely fell in love with it. And I, uh, I remember my, my high school guidance counselor, she's like, hey, I said, I want to go to college. And she said, here's the application to the local university. 
I said, well, no, I want my options. And so she's like, oh, well, here's the three big ones. She's like, no, I want my options. And so she basically just handed me a book of the 350 top colleges in the United States and said, look. And so, no. So I really planned it. And I fell in love with that small liberal arts where you can be a big fish in a smaller pond. Um, and it just, it worked out great for me. So I moved out here um, and attended Hanover College. Had a great career um, there. I met my wife. She'd also attended Hanover College, but not at the same time. So um, they, they joke that um, she robbed the cradle. She's about seven years older than I am, but she's <laughs> from Southern Indiana and we have raised, this region has just been great um, for me. We now have um, four children, currently um, 12, nine, six, and three, um, full of activities, um, very involved in the, in the region and the community, um, both within work and in civic and in charitable engagements. And, you know, the whole region, I'm very much a, a regional player. Um, while I sit here in Southern Indiana and in Louisville, I, I visit and I travel and I love the early proximity we are in this region to so many great metropolitans or rural areas. And I, and I love to travel. I've had the opportunity to travel domestically and internationally. Um, and I really enjoy the different cultures. I enjoy the, you know, the, diff- the foods and the people. Um, but I am, I'm, I'm very much a family man. Um, but it, it's, this region has been good to me and MCM has been good to me. So I've been with MCM for about three and a half, um, years, um, and loving it. No, that's awesome. Tell me, uh, your kids, what's funny is my kids are 13, 10 and four. So I got, you know, we, we, you got the six year old. So I know, I know. Tell, is it, tell me the breakdown boy, girl with your, with your kids. So the, the oldest, um, nearly 12 year old is a girl Our oldest and we have two boys, um, nine and six. And then our youngest is a little, both our girls are redheaded. Um, but the youngest is a girl. So two of each. Yeah, we definitely, I have a 13 year old girl who is going into eighth grade at East Oldham middle in Oldham County. So, um, now do you live, tell me where, do you live in Indiana or yeah, even we, now? Yeah, we do. I think, so, I think you might've said that. Yeah, we, we live in new Albany, um, in Indiana. When I was getting my MBA at the University of Louisville, we lived in Louisville for a short stint, but um, we have been over on, in Southern Indiana for the majority of our marriage, raising our family. And we were, you know, we had built in a brand new neighborhood and living the life. But as we got with some more kids, we found an old historic, what I call an estate house over in downtown New Albany. And we were crazy enough to to, to jump into that. And it's actually been a, we just love the house um, in a lot of work, That's awesome. renovations, but we enjoy it. I'd love to come see it sometime because I, I have a I, I always say I'm not a designer, but I have a great appreciation for design and, and you know, things the way well, they the were made a long time ago. How she can't beat There's yeah. a thousand little projects that will ever go on if you've ever seen the yeah. money pit. But <laughs> yeah. um, well, good. So, you you know, you mentioned you've been with them three and a half years. Tell me a little bit about how I because I know that you and we talked a little bit in the beginning. You were with BGD and I know you went and kind of you had a short stint, I think, in like, a as I recall, like a targeted private equity type thing, if I'm remembering correctly. And then how did the MCM opportunity come about for you? Yeah. So I always say that I've kind of worked in two different um, types of, of work in my career so far, professional service marketing, business development, and I'm kind of boutique foreign investment. So when I finished my MBA, I actually started working for a company that would attract investment from high net worth individuals from across the world um, to invest in kind of commercial real estate um here in or other kind of large scale projects here in this region, um, kind of the four states. Um, that worked out well for a couple of years. It was interesting, but I and then I had the opportunity to go to uh, the law firm and work in business development. We were there for a few years. One of the original owners of that investment firm had broke away, came back and said, Hey, Chuck, will you come run this a new entity and startup for me? And I said, You know, been there, done that. Um, but ultimately, he asked me for a, a budget, what it would take. 
and absolutely loved it. And so for, you know, about three years, I ran an entrepreneurial venture doing that, traveling and coordinating kind of quarterbacking between a bunch of service providers to find high net worth individuals from other countries to invest here um, locally. Um, however, with some legislation and being kind of a small shop, there were some some pressures. And so we decided that the primary investor, who was a, a prominent business owner and a retired physician from the, the area, we kind of had a, a heart-to-heart conversation and that that ROI date just get, kept being pushed back. And so we said, you know what, this has been a good run. It's been fun, but let's kind of ramp it down and service our current investors. And literally the same week that I had that, um, I, I got a call. Many people I'm listening to this may know um, Sharon Carrick, um, professor at UofL, was then the dean of um, business at Bellarmine, been a good advocate and champion of mine. Her husband, Steve Carrick, is a senior partner um, here at MCM. And I just got a call and said, hey, Sharon said, you may be interested. We've been trying to fill this role. Will you come chat? So it was a little bit serendipitous that the time that we decided, wow. hey, there's a transition, I got that call. I worked, you know, in, was familiar with the, with the role and the capacity required because of my work at the law firm. Um, but then I appreciated that and that experience. Um, it, it was a great fit. I, I like their reputation, their brand, their, you know, their drive and their leadership. And they appreciated what I brought, my connectivity and my kind of vision, both from a, a marketing perspective and background, but also from a business development and um, strategic kind of growth perspective. It's interesting to hear how it came about, too, because I think, you know, it goes back to that value of relationship. And, and I, one thing I, I have, I've lived here the eight years I moved in July of 2013, so a little more than eight years. And one thing people told me early on was Louisville was a big, small town you know, and everybody knows everybody. And, and I have certainly found that to be the case. And then, you know, just the connections that you have. And I think it was Bill Gates or something several years ago said the currency of the 21st century is relationships. And it's like, you know, most people I talk to um, when I kind of get the story about how they got the position that they're in or the job that they're that they have, it's rarely like, you know, hey, I applied on Indeed or something like that. I mean, that happens. But a lot of times it's it's a relationship and a network based thing. And you, you get to know me more and better. I mean, amen, amen, and amen. Um, I believe the, the strength of relationships, it, it's hard. I, you know, I don't think it's the intention is to do name dropping, but I think the relationships and understanding, that's kind of my, my knack is understanding the lay of the land and who's who and who's connected to what and who are the decision makers and what's happening. And part of it is being aware and awake to understand that. But putting yourself in position and lining your like that, you show up and half the half of it's that is showing yeah. up, um, them knowing you and you knowing them. And then it just builds upon itself and how to make the connections and not just, but I think partly it's, it's connecting the connector to the right resource. You, you are aware of people who are looking and people who, um, you know, need, and you meet those um, connections, but no, make, making connections, understanding yeah. the, the lay of the land and who, um, you know, all different sorts of industries and segments. I think that's that's critical and important because I mean in in the work we're talking about today with you in every business every subsegment needs your service um, and so it's not like you you can just narrow um, niche and you know yeah. you need to be out there. What's the last question I'll kind of ask in this part of it is tell me you know what do you love the most about MCM like what's the one thing I say hey man what do you just love the most about working there? Well, I, I appreciate this. You know, I, I feel man, I, I feel lucky. MCM not only have they. Um, let's just talk about the, the founders and the legacy. I mean, um, it's now officially legally MCM CPAs and advisors, but that MCM started without Mount Joy, Chill, and a Medley. I mean, Mike Mountjoy, yep. Chill, and a Diane Medley. I, I mean, just, you know, 
leaders yeah, the pillars of the community, really, right? Yeah, yeah. pillars of the community. I mean, think about um, Mike and his leadership and raising the funds in the new soccer stadium, which is just um, gorgeous and the reputation that that's growing. You know, John Chilton and his public service here in the state, but um, working with Diane Medley. I mean, um, you know, not only now in her community service, but, you know, when she was managing partner for so many years of the firm, the, if the first and then it became one of very few top 100 female managing partners and just the legacy starting from what she thought she was going to start as a domestic farm wife in Meade County, Kentucky, um, to, you know, just the, the blazing leader that she was. And then a few years ago, transitioning to Brad Smith, which is a different leadership style. Um, but I love working under his, his tutelage, his, um, his mentorship. Um, MCM's lucky. I mean, they're, they're flexible. They have a variety they're, they're both, they're strategically aggressive about the way that they're growing. They're regional. Um, they have a one firm philosophy. I, I mean, the, the directors of the firm at HR, I mean, they really try and work really hard to make it a great place to work. And I think they do from the, the technology and the benefits. Um, it's also fun. I mean, we have fun committee. Last Friday, we did a, a firm wide golf scramble um, because, you know, we work hard. We expect a lot, you know, but we had a good time at it. And we're trying to, you know, spread that brand and spread that capacity beyond what has traditionally been majority Kentucky and Louisville. And really making some inbounds um, into Indianapolis and Cincinnati. Yeah. Everybody that I, you know, it's funny. I mean, you, you start to really realize that uh, companies will have, they'll have a company personality, but then the people have a similar vibe to them, maybe is the best way to say it. And everybody that I interact with with MCM has a similar, just, there's a very upbeat, I think, positive um it's just, you know, that's the type of person that you encounter. Uh, you know, I mean, I think Beth, you know, I've dealt with Beth a lot and, you know, Beth is that, I mean, she's the embodiment of just, she's, I mean, every time I interact with her, just, just upbeat, positive, and just, you know, really a can do. And I think a lot of, and that's what I love is when you find can do people, you know, you can find plenty of people that talk to you about all the reasons you can't do something, but, um, the people that you I, encounter I that, that was something that Beth cannot do. And she, that's she's, true. She's yeah. Great. Yeah. Go to um, attitude and she can take so much on and you know, definitely a pillar in the team. I want to transition to talking about the company and uh, we've talked about some of this, but, you know, tell me, you talked a little bit about the history. Maybe just, we can just touch back on, I mean, you, you mentioned several mergers and acquisitions, um, you know, where it was found. It was obviously founded here. We talked a little bit about the partners and then we can transition to just talking a little bit about how you would describe what the firm does today. I know the firm does a lot um, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's roots are in what I would call a more traditional accounting firm, but it's grown to be very large and very wide in scope. Um, so yeah, let's talk about a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, just a quick, um, history. This is what we put together. We have to tell the story of what it is. And I love, um, from a, a, a brand, but MCMs. So really, yeah, MCM is rooted in a traditional, um, professional service and public accounting, um, firm and really merged where the bread and butter has been the, um, business tax or high net worth individual, individual tax, but tax and assurance, um, and then dabbling in, in consulting. And that's really the, the merger of that. As we've grown and expanded the capacities, a lot of those mergers, it's really, in, it's happening, especially within larger firms within the industry, becoming more trusted business advisors. I mean, if businesses are trusting us with our finances and everything that is, you know, good, bad, and ugly, understanding that the businesses and individuals and executives are so much more than just, you know, uh, their financial statements. Um, or their audits. And so um, as we've we've grown, we've really been able to niche and specialize. And so the, while we do have that 
tax and audit and consulting kind of departments within the firm, it's all really sub-segmented into industry and service um, subgroups. And so we have, you know, specialized construction group, a non-for-profit group, a manufacturing group, an auto um, auto dealer group, uh, I say made construction, real estate, financial institutions, um, you know, goes on and on um, um, to grow there. But then that's still within kind of the bread and butter of MCM. And so what we've done is this kind of integrated services, many of the um, kind of partners we've brought on have been non-traditional, meaning non-tax and audit affiliates. And so we acquired, you know, an HR advisory firm that's really looking at the holistic person advising other companies on their HR policies, on their compensation, on their engagement, how to, you know, help them become better employers. Um, We, you know, brought on, we have a MCM Capital Markets Group, which is really investment banking, buy and sell side investments, and really the whole the whole gamut when it comes to helping companies and executives prepare for that that exit or that succession planning. Um, we hired over um, Kathleen Hoy from the University of Louisville Family Business um, Center to really grow that family business division. Um, the number of businesses that are family owned and that transition, are we going to pass it off to the next you know generation and how to do that? Um, but then also we acquired an IT consulting firm, which really has their base in kind of the managed service provider um, space, but spending a lot more time in um, security and data um, advisory and strategic kind of outsourced chief technologies, chief information officer. We're really trying to round out that whole the whole need of an individual or continue to grow our data analytics and kind of that risk advisory piece so that it's not just, you know, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, one of the things I love is we offer these things called brainstorming sessions. And whether they're for current clients or prospective clients, we have that breath. And so we have industry expertise, but we'll talk to them and say, hey, we want to get these people together. So let's identify some things that could potentially and make it three, five, ten MCMers from different perspectives and with the client, you know, no charge of them. And just you, you get to pick the brain of these experts that live and breathe, not just the numbers, but the, the industry and the world and, you know, they see trends and they have perspectives of big and large clients and really try to be creative in the solutions that they're providing. Um, and, you know, so that's really, we, we're trying to provide that holistic view, but whether you need one or multiple, we know that that bigger picture is what most clients are needing. Yeah. It sounds to me like, I mean, really you're going after more of a holistic approach because, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting as the owner of this company, I know that, uh, you know, inevitably when I'm working on things, you know, one thing leads to another thing. And the next thing you know, you're kind of like feeling like, well, I got to talk to another vendor or, you know, find someone else who specializes in a particular area. And you guys just continue to, I think, expand laterally and try to provide that holistic solution. It's like, hey, you know, uh, we've identified you have a need in this area. We actually, I don't necessarily need to send you down the road. We've got somebody within our organization that can help you with that, specialize in that. Is that pretty accurate? It is. And we we don't, we're not trying to tease anywhere. We, we're not, we don't have everything, but we, we feel that being yeah. the connection um, that we want to provide the services that are core and we see opportunities because of what our clients need. Um, but we also, we want to provide service and find the solution to what that client needs. Hopefully we can provide it ourselves, but if not, we're part of this um, network called prime global, which is all over the nation and the, um, the world that can really connect with almost any service in any geography. And that's been a great collaboration, very involved in myself. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's been fun. And I yeah. think it's not trying to do everything ourselves, but at least know if we can't do it ourselves, make sure we connect them to the people who have the answer. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, um, 
and obviously I know just even in the time I've been around, they, they've grown and just developed a ton. Tell me real quick, how many locations is it that you guys have and how many employees? Yeah, so we have, um, and it fluctuates depending with with, with interns sure. or some seasonal, but um, we have about 350 to 400 um, employees right now between six offices. Um, we have our kind of our headquarters and main largest office in downtown Louisville, um, and a fairly decent size across the river in southern Indiana and in Jeffersonville. Um, our technology division, MCM Technology to, um, Solutions, is located in the Flash Cube building out on the east end of yep. Louisville. We have one in Lexington, Cincinnati, and Indianapolis. Yeah, that's that's a big footprint. And um, so tell me this, what are some of the challenges, you know, you talked a lot about kind of what you guys do and, and the opportunities that you have. What are some of the challenges you're facing in terms of just continuing to expand and grow the firm and or even just to do the work that you do? Yeah. So, you know, within the work I'm going to talk about, because there's the market and the branding from this conversation, you know, with we are the largest um, public accounting and consulting firm in the state of Kentucky, and we have great relationships. But the reality, in some ways, that puts a target on our back. We know there's a conversation about um, Simone Biles in the Olympics and just walking in. Um, to the room and having that that, that reputation of supposed to be the, the largest and the, the best that comes with that. That means that we are the firm that people are trying to steal business from. And so we have to maintain the, the quality and the service and show them be out there and, and to maintain there, but be wise. In Cincinnati and Indianapolis, that's different. You know, they have equivalent kind of Goliaths or larger firms that are, you know, top that we are trying to steal business from or expand the pie and to show that, hey, we have a, a, a footprint we're capable and introduce, you know, our brand into there. It's different strategies. And so that's a, a challenge of not only, you know, when you're in the, here in the number of industries and the number of expertise, the amount of expertise we have, you can't just overnight replicate all of that capacity in those markets. And so you have to introduce that and start with focuses and to grow. And so that's a challenge that, you know, how can we provide all of those services across the footprint being one firm? And so that's a something that we, are aware of and try to, you know, um, balance that. But within the um, the industry, it's interesting. You know, there's with AI and technology, they're, you know, introducing, there's a lot of evolution coming in. And part of that transition is what we're calling in a, a shift to advisory mindset is there's a lot of the, the number crunching and the, you know, formulas that more and more probably there will be AI and formulas and software that will take some of that apart. So it requires us to be more adaptive and help identify needs and trends and evaluation and help be instead of just head down number crunching be able to be that connector and that solution and that idea generator um from that you know regulation laws are always going to change which is good for us but at, at the same time you know it was ironically we we sponsored a keynote speaker at a local chamber event here a couple um before covid when we had you know large in person yeah. events um and there was a futurist and he came and he talked about um, you know, what the future of business is going to look like. And he said, within five years, you know, the accounting profession is basically going to be gone away with. And he makes bold statements, but it probably wasn't the best thing that the, the, the keynote presenter, you know, the sponsor of the keynote, <laughs> a large accounting firm. Yeah. That. But that was humorous. And it won't go there to, to that extent. But I think the evolving laws, the evolving technology does make us require us to be um, agile, um, adapting an old, traditional business model. Um, when I say, you know, public accounting firms have been around for a lot and paper and all this into transition into online, whether it's, you know, in the technology there, when you're dealing with, com you know, so many variety of um, regulated businesses and governments and privately held, 
and try to do something you want to be progressive. You don't just want to follow, meaning you want to be intentional, strategic, and you know, lead the pack. But at the same time, sometimes you're you're waiting to be told what you can and can't do. Um, and so that's kind of ever evolving. But I think the, the nice thing is we really try to be progressive and look forward and foreshadow and be involved. Our, our, our firm leadership is involved in those industry discussions so that we can, you know, kind of see where firms, you know, benchmark firms, larger firms, aspired firms, smaller firms, where they are and try to adapt. And just like anything, we're really good in some things and we, you know, are sure. stretching and learning in others. You know, one of the areas I think, and I've said many times that <clears throat> as I've kind of, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm kind of, I remember talking with with Dave at GLI, who I think runs the SBDC or whatever. And he was kind of like giving me a breakdown of, you know, all these terms that they use, like gazelle companies and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, we were squarely in the middle of the bell curve, but I remember just kind of talking with him about, you know, cash flow management, f- forecasting and, and, and just improving cash flow management, especially for small and small to mid-sized companies, I think is a, to me, that's a huge topic area uh, that is, I can see it developing even now. Like, um, there's a startup in town. I don't know if you're familiar with them called Forecaster. Have you oh, heard yeah. of them? Yeah. yeah. And it, they have kind of an interesting approach. And um, and I know that, I mean, just candidly, I mean, that's an area where um, I've struggled as my business has grown. I mean, it's one thing um, to handle sort of the what I would call the retroactive part of it, which is, you know, reporting what's happened and, and doing the taxes and making sure that you're compliant and all that kind of stuff. And then there's sort of like, how do I how do I make sure that as I'm growing, like, and that's the season that we're in right now. Like I've, I've, I've added, you know, two people in the last four to six weeks and, um, you start going, man, you know, things start moving more rapidly. I mean, I, you know, I can't, I cannot even imagine the animal that a firm like MCM at its size is in terms of just cash in and cash out and just the velocity of capital, you know, all of it. It just, it's, I've always just, I love business and it's something that blows me away. And, and now you start getting it at a little bit smaller level. Um, so anyway, I'm kind of meandering, but the point of it is, I think cash flow management, cash flow projecting, and doing a better job. Of, business is doing a better job of that. To me, is probably a huge focus area. I don't even try to. Um, I'm not a CPA. I do have my MBA, and I appreciate that education. But um, you know, our CPAs, whether it's uh, especially on the tax side, man, it, it's so funny to see them nerd yeah. out when it comes to um, tax and you know cash management planning and and looking at that. Whether it's on the business side, whether it's on the business owner side, I'm partnering with Meritrust um, Meritrust um, Wealth Management, which is yep. I'm kind of our wealth management um, uh, partner and division with MCM because it is the amount understanding the the laws, understanding how it works, understanding banking relationships, and they have that perspective. And so instead of a, a business owner just kind of floundering by themselves, that's what we love sitting down and saying, okay, let's understand the situation and let's understand where you want to be. You, we compare it to others, and it, it's amazing the solutions that um, are, are provided. And it really is. I, I think, yeah, most it's the balance is historically they're like, Oh, we're going to leverage up, you know? Um, but then you say, no, there's so many other opportunities, um, to gain capital, to gain access to, to leverage what, um, you have. And, you know, when you grow, when you get stuck, um, or you're ready to break through that ceiling, you know, we, um, we provide, uh, we, one of our partners is a um, professional, a certified EOS implementer that really talks about breaking through, you know, to grow businesses and finding maximized value. And a member of my team in business development, um, Doug Helm, which many people in town know, you know, spent his career in banking. And one of the services that he provides is bank finances. You know, when businesses, basically the bank saying, you know what? Okay, but, you know, we're not sure we can take you to that next level. He has spent so much time. He can basically, he knows what the banks are thinking 
mm-hmm. and put together a plan to help them find a new bank because he, he can basically almost, you know, you know, give you a review how the bank says and put, put a package together the bank's going to like and then farm it out. And I love hearing what he can do to the same concept of you. Yeah. Just, your arms are up in the air. Yeah. Um, and so you come to him like, no, people have been there, you know, come to us. And that's why. That's right what we can do to help. It's amazing how companies, you know, they just, um, best way for me to say it is like, you kind of have to reinvent yourself when you're growing a company. I mean, you know, the things that you need become sort of, um, not fitted well, you know, very relatively quickly if you grow. And, and so then you do, you almost feel like you're learning the same topic over and over because, you know, when you start the company, you're, you're sort of scraping and clawing and then, you know, Oh, I, I might need, and you sort of like, um, encountering things and learning them as you go. And, and when you have people like that, who can shorten the learning curve really is what it comes down to. It's like, yeah. you know, if, if I can get with people who are going to advise me so that uh, I can get from A to B much faster and more efficiently, then it's just hugely beneficial. Um, and especially if, uh, you know, you know, you don't know the jargon, you know, that's really, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And then you start going to a bank and it's like, well, this guy said no, so I guess I can't get it. And it's like, no, not necessarily. You need to go down here. They're just a different, they have a different philosophy or whatever, or you may need to ask for X that you don't even understand to ask for. And that stuff is incredibly valuable. Um, and, uh, and it can be frustrating as a business person, but it also can be fun because, you know, when you're growing, you're learning so much. Um, and, 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 you know, what's crazy is, you know, for cost and in a lot of cases for no cost, or if you're, if you're willing to put yourself out there, like you said a little bit ago, people really want to help you. I mean, they will help you and, um, they love sharing information and they love trying to help you not hit the brick wall that they hit, you know? So, yeah, um, exactly. Um, okay. So let me just, I, we'll kind of move into the final, oh, by the way, do you guys run on EOS? Um, so it's interesting. Um, we have we've definitely implemented the firm as a as a whole. Um, MCM, um, no, some of our divisions have, have done it, but okay. we have definitely implemented. We've invested in EOS um, for the partner to implement it, and so we have yeah. we do a lot of trainings. We, we want to make sure we understand it and, and push it, and so we've adopted several of the principles, but we are not fully. But no, we we definitely yeah. understand and believe in the value of EOS. Yeah, and we're so I. I as best I can at my size and sort of, you know, uh, I think a lot of people I talk to are like this. I mean, we run on EOS, um, our version and we're, and we're gradually, I would say maturing and moving into more and more aspects of it. Uh, but yeah, big believer in that too. So um, I just want to, the final section here, I guess, of our time is I want to just focus on uh, kind of just the MCM brand and now really getting into how the firm goes about building its brand and where we fit in Um so tell me just before we get to some of that, just tell me a little bit about how you would define the MCM brand and the unique value proposition, you know, just some of the unique value propositions there. Yeah. You know, when we go into this, I think, and we use you for both of this, there is a kind of external brand and an internal brand um, from an internal brand, from an employer perspective. Um, it is, you know, there's uh, the brand of being flexible and opportunity for all different types of people across the footprint um, to be kind of allow you to work how and where in the capacity that you are. And so you know, people on flex schedules, um, listening to the people and making decisions based off the people. Um, and we're in the middle of initiative um, that way um, and really compensating them and having a good time while work hard. So there's an internal um, brand externally. We are, we we want to be viewed and we work hard to be viewed as um it's kind of that what Louisville, we, we joke a little bit. It's kind of, it's the small, big city, meaning you have the, the capabilities of a, a large firm and the connections, um, but you're still 
personal, you know, your neighbor and, you know, you're no, you know, the, no more than two um, degrees of connections away from anyone. So MCM, we want to be known as, you know, a capable thought leader, you know, in many industries and in our markets um, to be, you know, a wise, you know, investor in the community. And we do, we're very charitable with our, our, our funds and different types. Typically we spread them you know, wider and maybe a little shallower than like the big presenting sponsors because we feel that there's so many organizations um, that are, are worthwhile to receive. But from the, the brand, I mean, we want to be professional. It's a professional service firm. So we have to come across as competent, professional um, thought leaders, and but also not, you know, we're not going to win on lowest dollar. We're going to prove our value and that you're going to pay for the expertise and the experience that you're working with a firm, but that we have connections and divisions that, you know, don't turn away and not be scared of us because of the sticker price, you know, we'll make it work and we'll find those connections to, to do with you. So I know it's a little um, wordy, maybe they do it there before our three core values are um, leaders inspire excellence rules, leaders inspires and people matter. And we really try to involve that both the way that we service our clients and um, in the way that we we, we treat our people and the, um, a lot of professional development, a lot of investment on both sides. You know, in terms hit of... The, hit that real quick. Hit those three core values for me again. Yeah. So leaders inspire, meaning, you know, whether it's thought leadership or leaders with, you know, leadership within our own teams or externally, we want to lead in what we do and encourage people to lead, whether that's up in front, in the middle, or from behind, um, and to inspire, you know, good and quality excellence rules but we're not just striving to be the best just to be the best we want to be the best for on behalf of our clients we feel that to be excellent we want to do what we do to do it well um and to for ourselves and the pride but also those the community and the clients to receive that excellence um and then people matter both from our clients but also our own people we have to take care of our people as our larger resource are more valuable. And so the amount of time that we do in internal coachings and professional development and in flexibility is all revolved around understanding the person, who they are. You know, there's one thing I loved about MCM is when I come, I don't have to check my personal self at the door. I am who I am and I become a better professional because of what I bring in. And I may become a, a better husband and father and community leader because of, you know, what I'm learning here at MCM. Um, so it, those values. No, it's awesome. I, I was going to say it's funny. I mean, I, again, it's I think one of the things I learned by doing this is that in very sort of Simon Sinek start with why. I mean, most people will work with people of like mind, you know, and I think there's a lot of alignment in how you guys approach the market um, and and the value proposition that you want to have, which is, you know, you're looking for people you're, you're you're communicating your, for lack of a better way to describe it, personality as a company. And you're looking to attract clients or partners, really, um, that share that, share those same values. And then you're going in and, and, and there's a very strong, as you're alluding to, you know, a, a focus on excellence, focus on people and relationships. And, um, you know, so our values as we've been working on them are interesting and there's a lot of alignment. We talk about, um, well, it's like an acronym heart, but it's, you know, humble. Then the, the idea that, you know, first and foremost, we consider ourselves learners and we, and we consider others before ourselves, you know, we're here to serve, um, engaged. That's something that, you know, I've come up with like this idea of being engaged, like just, we want people who are really interested and engaged in the things that they're doing. And I mean, we all seen people who uh, can kind of be aloof or not really all that engaged in the work that they're doing. And we want that to be different, obviously authentic, which we talked about earlier, which is we want to be, you just said it 
authenticity. You don't have to check yourself at the door. So there's a real alignment there. Um, I had responsive, but really that's changing, I think, to relationship, uh, relational, um, and then finally thorough and about being detail oriented, you know, making sure that we're thorough with the work that we do. So it, anyway, not to make it about me, but it's just interesting to see the alignment there. Um, no, you, you always we're, we're marketing folks. You always got to love a, you know, a nice acronym yeah, to go along excellent. with it. But I think those are great, great values. And, um, you know, as you develop that out and push that, yep. love, um, that's, that's great. Lineup. So tell me, um, we got now, a few minutes left here. About why we use you and how great you are, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> finally. Um, after 40 minutes, we'll get there. But yeah, so we want to stay on time. We got about five minutes left. And the last few minutes here, I want to just talk about, tell me how, from your perspective, uh, and some of this I know, but just uh, the question really is just how do you use branded clothing and promotional items to support those sort of branding, internal and external branding objectives you just told me? Uh, just talk me through your, I mean, really, I'm just looking for your view, your philosophy on all of that. Yeah. So. Um, Again, I'm going to break it external and internal. So I make those quick. So internally, you know, we think it's important and valued. Hence, you know, wearing it here. You know, wearing it here. Um, having it, having a company apparel store with logo, with quality um, and a diverse selection of uh, apparel and um, accessories, um, not only, you know, we value it because we want people to be proud and to wear it. Um, in the workplace, but both professionally and casually. So whether it's a jacket, a polo, a button-up, a, a scarf, a bag, a beach, whatever it may be, that they're proud to wear it out and they can wear it. I'm part of MCM and that family. And to be able to offer that in the, the variety of brands that we um, offer. We also use it as um, kind of an incentive. So every new hire receives a complimentary um, polo, women's cut or, or men's, um, and they choose the color and all that because we feel, hey, we want you to start you off, but not only apparel, and we try to give them swag. And every year, and you know this, we're constantly looking at ideas. What can we give? Maybe not be, you know, massive, but we look for nice gift. We want to communicate quality and we want to be able to supply our employees with um, things that are usable and, and cool. And, and I just think that's part of it. We also match from an apparel store we'll cover 20% um, through payroll. So if they want to buy something, we'll yep. take that off. Um, and especially when it's nicer apparel that helps. Um, from an external, you know, we are sponsoring and we are so many, we're sponsoring civic e- events and professional, um, you know, industry associations and industry level events. We are in the market, you know, trying to expand our brand. And part of that is having kind of, whether people laugh or drink, some of them are kind of the, um, the widgets that we we bring and hand out, but other times it is everything from the the pins and the badges and the the lanyards, everything from a cohesive brand, whether internally or externally. We want it to be cohesive and we want it to speak quality. The thing that we love and why we use it is it tells a brand, it speaks to quality, it adds to kind of that the, the coolness of the factor. Are you just using kind of blanket you know stuff, or is it being intentional? And I'll, I have to tell you. As I mentioned earlier, we have a lot of vendors who call on us, you know, and sometimes I'll say, you know, what? should I throw a bone? It seems like they have some offers. Um, but we keep coming back to you, not only because we're, we're happy and you evolve and you can tell that you guys are trying to become better at what you do. But I cannot think of a project or a time that you just said, I mean, your relationship that you go out and find what it is and you bend over backwards to find what we need to give us, you know, 
the way to deliver it and the options and finding it and, you know, making it happen. If we say, this is what we want, you know, you say, okay, this is great and we can do that. But did you know that this is quality and here's some other options if you consider this, because you know that expertise, just like we want our partners to talk, respect the knowledge that we have in marketing. We love the fact that you share that expertise of the industry um, to your knowledge um, to there. So, you know, we consider Goodson. I mean, you, you look at our budget and the number of times it hits the, you know, um, our, our GL because we're constantly going to you because we value the products, we value the relationship, and you build a relationship and saying, you know what, we can talk to these other folks, but let's go to Lanham because I, I guarantee that he's going to have what we need for almost whatever circumstance um, we can find beyond just the, the trinkets or the, the apparel. But it speaks to our brand. Um, we love the connection. We think that the quality is great. Uh, you hear the difference over the last few years when you increase those relationships. People more excited about the quality, um, whether it's from recruiting and new hires to existing to, um, you know, yeah. um, out there in the market. So, yeah, props to helping us get there, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, obviously, I appreciate the the kind words. And I think this podcast is part of our continuing to try to get better. And, and you know, so it's sort of like, you know, it's it's great to get you always want confirmation that the things that you want to accomplish, you're accomplishing and then you want to continue to press forward. And I also know that you do a ton we work a ton on recruiting, which I know is huge in your space. Um, yeah. And and there's a lot of competition for talent. I mean, especially these days, not just accounting talent, but just people in general. I know there's a tremendous amount of competition. And um, the, the, I guess the last question I would ask you is, and, and this is part of us really wanting to make sure that these things are used uh, to help us get better, is tell me where we can get better. I mean, tell me, you know, I, 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 you've, you've had a lot of nice things to say about us, which I appreciate. But I'm sure... That, you know, I've, I've learned early or I learned early on that just because customers don't tell you they're unhappy doesn't mean that they're not. And so it's important to ask and, and, and give them the opportunity to tell you where you can improve. So and I don't mean to put you on the spot. I think I provided you the questions up front. But, uh, but yeah, give me some challenge there. Well, I appreciate that. And we, you know, to become better, we got to be, um, you know, constructive. You know, I, I don't know. If this is a downside. I look at a few of the other vendors that we um, we use for some type of um, internal or other types of promotional. And I, I, I kind of question like, has that conversation been had? Why are we not using, you know, Goodson for it? And so um, I think that's going to be a follow-up conversation is like, is there a, a limit? Is it just turnaround ease, you know, what we're looking for? And so, you know, I have to follow up um, um, on there. There's been some, some specialized projects that we were looking for that probably, um, you know, took a little longer than, you know, we were hoping to and don't know if resolved. It doesn't, that doesn't change the relationship that we have um, um, for you. And I think you, there's one in particular where we're trying to, you know, create some kind of custom concept and idea. Yeah, the plus kind of, sign prop yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just trying to flush that out and what that is. And we're just, we haven't come to a resolution. I don't say that nope. for you, but, um, you know, you know, there's opportunity to expand maybe the, the, the knowledge on non-traditional you know, um, routes. And then again, we always, this, it's hard for me. I hear from some other people. Um, it's hard because of the cost. We hear some people, the variety of brands, some of the, you know, the premier brands that they want on our company store. Um, I don't think it's a lack of you, you could, but it doesn't make sense in the quantity and, and, and like that where people want, you know, and I'm not going to drop the names, but some really, you know, high end stuff, um, on there. Yeah. Or, you know, expanding, you know, certain colors. And that's all about preference. Um, 
And so I think that is just being aware and cognizant. When you get a company with 400 people from different regions and different backgrounds, there's a, a ton of preference in trying to manage that to both give kind of that that base, but then giving a few, you know, maybe there's some some edgier within the, you know, yep. and then some, you know, basic. Um, but no, you know, hey, it's evolution. The same with us. Yep. Um, we could probably I- improve the way that we're clients, um, you know, to you as well. But um, I appreciate the opportunity to chat. I appreciate the what, what you're doing. And I hope this leads. Um, I hope someone will listen to this. I hope someone get, get out of it and they can fast forward to the end and just hear about all the um, great things um, that you all do. But um, definitely a strategic partner. I would recommend you definitely um, reach out to use um, your services. Yeah, no, I thank you so much for that. And I, and I took some notes on that. I do think and I think some of it, too, is just making sure that we're clear on, first of all, some of the sometimes when we don't put brands in stores, it's because um, they don't lend themselves well to the store environment. But that doesn't mean that we can't do them, quote, offline. And so that's some of that. That's just maybe better communication on some of the access that we have and how best to go about using it. But, hey, we're over time. I um, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Um and I think it's gone really well. I've really enjoyed it. And I've, I have taken a lot of notes. I hope that was clear when I was kind of off to the side. I was taking notes and, and making sure that I learn. And um, again, you know, Chuck Summers, Director of Practice Growth for MCM CPAs and Advisors. You can check them out at, and make sure I get this right, Chuck, mcmcpa.com is the website. Uh, again, there it is. Uh, biggest public accounting firm in Kentucky, six offices, you know, huge footprint. But also, uh, I think to your point, you know, uh, you get a lot of capability, but I think a lot of relationship too. So sort of that big, uh, big town, small town feel and you get the benefits of both. So, uh, Chuck, thank you again. And, uh, I'll look forward to talking to you soon. Hey, thanks, Landon.